Welcome to the very first episode of The Daily Buzz, a quick podcast of the top stories from the Salt Lake Tribune. Good morning. I'm Jeff Parrott. This morning, we're joined by Bethany Rogers and Robert Gerke, who both have years of experience covering Utah politics, and will give a preview of this year's legislative general session. All right. So the 2022 legislative session kicks off today, Bethany. What do you think are going to be some of the big topics that legislators will be discussing right out of the gate? Well, of course, COVID is still with us and it will still be a presence in the Utah legislature this year um, in terms of the bills that people will be running. One of the things that we're likely to see is some debate around uh, vaccine mandates and trying to curb or or prevent businesses from imposing vaccine mandates. One piece of legislation that we've already seen is from Representative Walt Brooks, which would basically bar private businesses from requiring customers to show and prove that they're vaccinated vaccinated and then prohibiting employers from requiring proof of vaccination from their employees. Another piece of legislation that's sort of anti-vaccine requirement would prohibit vaccine mandates if someone can show that they've already had COVID. So that's something that's being brought forward by Representative John Hawkins, who's a lawmaker who actually had COVID uh, last session and was direly ill, basically spent the entire session in the hospital. Um, And while he's vaccinated, he says he just doesn't believe of mandating that people who have had COVID receive vaccines. Something else that we're going to see is a bill that seeks to protect healthcare workers who have been experiencing heightened levels of aggression from patients during the COVID pandemic. That bill would basically increase criminal penalties for people who assault and threaten healthcare workers. Um, right now, there is an enhancement in place, but it's only it only applies in narrow cases where healthcare workers are, are in the act of saving someone's life. And this would kind of expand that penalty enhancement to cover more of the healthcare workers who are in hospitals and clinics across the state. What do you think is going to come up, Gerke? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting that this is the second session they've dealt with this COVID pandemic. Unlike a lot of states that suffered during COVID, Utah has a big budget surplus and they're targeting some tax cuts toward that. The uh, legislature has already set aside $160 million. They want sort of an across the board, small reduction in income taxes. The governor's uh, come up with a proposal that would provide uh, residents with a grocery tax credit. So uh, it sort of offset the taxes they pay on their grocery bills. Advocates aren't necessarily keen on that. They would rather see it just uh, eliminate the grocery tax. They think that would be more efficient and get to the people who need it more. So that'll be an interesting dynamic to watch play out. Yeah, another one that'll be really fascinating will be the debate over the death penalty repeal. There will be a bill coming forward from Representative Lowry Snow, who's an attorney from Southern Utah, that will seek to eliminate Utah's death penalty. And that's something that's been tried in past sessions, but they're making another effort to do it. There have been studies showing that taking someone a case to the death through the death penalty process is far more expensive than a life without parole sentence. So we'll see if that proposal has more success and in the current legislative session than it has in the past. Anything else on your radar, Gerke? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things we've really seen in the past year, especially with the severe drought we had, is a coalescing of, of interest in trying to do something about water in Utah. The governor put several hundred million dollars in his budget for water conservation efforts. Uh, House Speaker Brad Wilson just had a big Great Salt Lake conference where he brought players together to try to do something to restore the shrinking lake. We've written about that quite a bit at sltrib.com. So I think there's some momentum to try to get something done in that regard. We'll have to see exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. And one other topic that I'm going to be following closely will be a, a couple of bills that kind of 
deal with transgender students or, or young people who are transgender. A couple of proposals that we're seeing come forward are, are versions of things that have been debated in past legislative sessions. One bill is being brought forward by Representative Rex Ship and would basically prohibit or make it an unprofessional practice for physicians to provide hormone therapy or gender affirming surgery or, or medical procedures for minors. That's pretty much identical to some legislation that he's run in the past and hasn't really gotten anywhere. But another bill uh, run by Representative Kara Birkland on transgender student participation in sports does appear to have a little bit more momentum behind it. This bill would basically require one year of hormone therapy for a transgender girl to participate in female athletics in the public school system in K through 12 sports um, and would also require a change on the student's birth certificate for that participation to happen. This is also a version of a bill that she ran last year, but over the over the interim, there has been a lot of negotiation going on between her and advocates and members of the LGBTQ community to sort of refine that proposal. And it appears to have some support this year. So yeah, the, there's bound to be a lot of debate on issues that we haven't talked about here, but it seems like even with what we do know, it's going to be a jam-packed session. I mean, one of the things I think that's really interesting about the transgender bill and some of the other bills we're seeing, think things like uh, some of the election reform bills and, and critical race theory bills that we'll, we're expecting to come up this session is that they sort of reflect this national trend, especially among the conservative right, to sponsor this sort of legislation. So we'll keep an eye, a close eye on those. And one of the things I've learned in, in a couple decades of covering these legislative sessions is to expect the unexpected. And, and I'm sure there will be some pieces of legislation with aren't even on our radar that will pop up and get a lot of attention during the coming 45 days. And I'm glad that you and the rest of the Tribune team are going to be up there to keep us informed. Yeah, the session is going to run until March 4th. So keep an eye on sltrib.com for all the news coming out of the session. Thanks, Bethany and Gerke. I'm sure we'll catch up with you again as the session rolls on. Also starting this week is the Sundance Film Festival. But in lieu of lively Park City theaters and celebrity sightings, Sundance will be online for the second year in a row because of COVID-19. Festival director Tabitha Jackson told the Tribune last week that she too had hoped to be on the mountain this week, like other movie fans, but it seemed irresponsible to be back in person this year. Online tickets can be purchased at festival.sundance.org. And that's it for our first episode of The Daily Buzz. Tomorrow's episode will be ready at 5 a.m. Thanks to the Tribune's Joelle Cardenas for editing The Daily Buzz. And a big shout out to Salt Lake City's own The Pelicans for our music. Have a good day, folks. <laughs>